Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Dr. Barbara Kiao. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. To be honest, I quite like it because I think there is a ring to it. Dr. Bibi, don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around, and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Bibi, and I am with my co-host Emily, who is still in second lockdown in Melbourne. So good to connect with you, Emily. How have you been? Yeah, good to speak to you, Doctor Bibi. I've been this week feels a little bit better than last week. I think I was experiencing a lot of depression, anxiety, sadness last week, and I'm I'm certain I was not the only one. After we got、mm-hmm. the News from Premier Andrews last Sunday that we were going to be in this lockdown even longer. So I think everybody was kind of going through a lot of negative emotions last week and processing、uh, what we found out and、um, just trying to deal with that. But I do. I have felt better this week, which、okay. is good. So I'm、um, looking forward to our chat today. Cool. Okay, so shall we dive right in then? Because we have lots to talk about today. Yeah, so, let's do it. Okay, thank you. So again, let us set the energy of the next twenty some minutes together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery, like a car. Now let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. I feel connected with you. I could feel the energy. Safer is safe. We are in a safe、yeah. zone. And I felt that too as you were、okay. saying it. Great. Last week I ended the show by giving a tip to our listeners, relating to a game that we. Often play that is the what if game, and that is relating to the feeling of anxiety. So today I would like to dig deeper. I find that people often are unclear about the differences between anxiety and depression. Let me start by saying the attention of anxious people is focused on their future. So that means they worry a lot. I'm sure we have friends that worry a lot, and we call them worry warts.、Yeah. These people tend to feel more anxious. So, in other words, they are not in the now. Every time we worry, it's always about the future. 
Fear oftentimes is about the past. Why? Because let's say we experienced, let me use you as an example. You have already done the six long weeks of lockdown, correct? Mm -hmm. And it now has been extended to another two weeks. The fear, when you are fearful, it comes from, wow, we have already done six long weeks. If you, if you are depressed, that means, well, you know what? This is never going to end now. Now we are extended to two more weeks. Who knows what our premier is going to do? Probably right. he is going to extend another week. So the main difference between anxiety, the fear of anxiety and depression is that depressed people's fear is not so much about the future because they already knew, yep, it's going to happen. Whatever I am feeling right now is going to happen in the future. So what's there to worry about? It's doomed. I am doomed. So that's more about the fear of depressed people. Mm-hmm. Whereas anxiety, anxious people's fear is more about worrying about what's going to happen in the future. What if I'm never going to, to start a new business? So anything that is worried about the future leads to anxiety. When am I going to see my family again? I definitely exactly. had the anxious feelings exactly. last week. Exactly. So the key to handling, I have some good news, because we can train ourselves to handle anxiety symptoms. Oh, good. I, I need to use these tools. <laughs> right. So, which I have already been given a, a couple of them to our listeners last week and in episode one as well. One is the concept about feelings come from thoughts, thoughts come from a belief, right? So mm-hmm. that is all connected. So listeners need to connect the dots. And the tool is stop. So you could use stop to manage your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And there is some overlap symptoms between anxiety and depression. Therefore, people tend to be confused about the two, such as irritability. Another one is decreased concentration. Whereas before you find yourself, oh, I have no problem in concentrating. Now it seems that I can't focus. And another more common symptom is impaired sleep. People find themselves not able to sleep or not sleeping well, but wake up in the middle of the night. So all these are overlapping symptoms of anxiety and depression. Okay. So the key to handling anxiety symptoms is to train yourself to be aware. Number one important step is to be aware. If you're not aware of those symptoms that you are feeling anxiety or depression, you can't do anything about it, is it? That's right. How do we put attention? That means do not avoid. Now, last session we talked about Oh, when every time when we don't feel good, we tend to what? You mentioned something about emotional eat, right? Go to the fridge and yes. Yes. distracting ourselves in some way from right. what we're feeling. Right. Smoking, shopping, going online. We have all done that. So number two is to respond in ways that actually calm ourselves. We do not want to aggravate ourselves further, is it? No. So listeners have to understand, we have 
a response system in us, which is called the fight or flight, or now we also know is freeze. Mm -hmm. Now it has been useful for millions of years, like the Stone Age, the caveman. Mm -hmm. So they have to yeah. hunt for their food. And let's say if they see a lion coming towards them, the fight or flight or freeze will be activated, right? That response. That's and right. that is helpful, isn't it? Yeah. Now We definitely need that response exactly. in our so system. Let's, <laughs> exactly. So let's fast forward to now, year mm -hmm. of the 2020, 21st century. We no longer need to hunt our food now, do we? No. <laughs> right. Thank goodness. <laughs> exactly. However, we still have the fight, flight, or freeze because we're taught to look both ways before mm. we cross the road. So there is a little bit of anxiety there because of that, right? It's rightly so. It's there to protect us. So let's say we after we've crossed the road, then this fight, flight, or freeze response will be switched off. We're safe. Exactly, because we are safe now. Now, yeah. pathology comes, and that's what we call anxiety disorder. We feel mm -hmm. anxious constantly because the fight, flight, and freeze response have not been switched off. Okay, yes. Okay. I never even thought about it that way. Now that we know, we have to pay attention to our thoughts. Guess what? That's what I have been emphasizing all along from the get-go, from the very get-go mm -hmm. is about thoughts. Why? Because feelings come, come from, from thoughts. thoughts, right? And thoughts exactly. come from beliefs. Exactly. So we, today we are going to concentrate on the thoughts, okay? Okay. Because our mind is a very dangerous neighborhood. If we don't know... Yes. Right? It can be very dangerous, exactly. and especially at night when you're lying in bed, it's scary. <laughs> and guess what? Sometimes daytime too, isn't it? Non <laughs> nonstop, particularly, yes. like you said, in the evenings. So yes. we have to look at the thoughts, and then we also have to take another wild guess. What? Our physical sensations. So thoughts and our physical body is practically connected. And then the third is behaviors. We also have to look at our behavior. So these are the symptoms yeah, of anxiety. So let's start with thoughts. So like I said, we often play the game, what if? What yes. if there's another week of lockdown? What if this lockdown is never going to end? Uh, what if uh, we are going to... Um, be locked down during Christmas, God forbid, whilst the rest of our nation in Australia is celebrating Christmas, right? It doesn't end. Yes. Right. So every time you do that, you are frightening yourself even more. Catch yourself doing that and then stop. Remember the tool I said stop? Yes. Okay. How, how can we stop then? We stop, physically stop. Exactly. T and then uh, take a step back. And breathe. And observe, observe what, what, are what, we, what we're feeling. Exactly. Or what we are doing at, at the same doing. time, right? Yes. And, and then P is apply passion. Right. So allow yourself to feel it. Exactly. Or don't judge yourself for doing that. And just right. say another tool that we could use simultaneously is say to our brain and say, next you know, I like to use this analogy. We've all listened to radios before, right? 
Okay, for the mm -hmm. generation who does not know what radio is, it's like, like your podcast. Okay, you're listening to different podcasts. If you try one podcast, you don't really like it. You say, ah, it's not me. What do you do? You stop and move on to the, another one. Right. So it's like a radio station, right? If we don't mm -hmm. like that radio station or TV station for that matter, we could always switch. So is our thoughts. So if we know that what we are thinking right now is frightening us, then say next. So if the next thought is still frightening us, you say next. You keep on saying next until the next thought calms you. It's positive and feels good, huh? Yeah, whatever that calms you. You could be just thinking about you're walking along the beach. It's not so much about positive or negative. Maybe it is positive for you, but maybe it wasn't positive for me because my last experience on the beach was bitten by, by a shark. So I wouldn't <laughs> have that thought, would I? So <laughs> stop until you have a thought that calms you, whatever it may be. I can't tell you what it is. Only you know. That's my point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So use the stop and use the next, right? It's like a slideshow. You say next, 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 until you have a thought that you want to stick to it. Right? Is that, okay. Oh, this is calming. So I could stop now. That works. So that is important. Okay. Now, what about physical sensations? That means we have to be mindful of our body sensations because trust me, not a lot of us do. And that is what we call mindfulness. Last time I asked you to feel your body now, feel mm -hmm. where your fear is lodging and you said that it's in my right? chest exactly so that is the exact exercise that we ought to be doing when we want to feel the sensations in our body be mindful what the sensation is but what is can i just ask you a question okay. let's say you know it's lodging in my stomach or my chest what like once once we figure out where that sensation is what does that mean? Let's say, for example, if like last week, I could definitely feel that my anxiety was in my chest. Does that mean something? I mean, how are we supposed to use that sensation or are we just supposed to feel it? Okay, great question. A lot of times, yes, whenever we feel something that is lurking in that area, let's say the heart and the chest area is also related to the emotions of sadness and hurt. Okay. Now, this requires further studies. I don't expect my listeners to know about that, but if they do, uh, great, then they will know what to do about it. So that means, oh, a certain sadness also come along. Why is that? What I have been thinking about that caused me to have those sadness or in the past, past wounds, most likely will be childhood wounds. But the thing is that, Emily, it does not matter where it comes from. The most important thing is to know what is your immediate thought right now. Now, if you feel extra stuff in that area, then give yourself the permission to talk. Just talk to your feelings because our feelings are there to talk to us, to communicate with us. Of course, it's not the literally talking. What I'm saying is to, to communicate with us. It's trying to send us a message to say, pay attention. And it is our job to find out what is the message? What are you trying to tell me? 
anxiety. What are you, what are you trying to tell me? Sadness and hurt. And just okay. stop. Do not make up stories because our brain will do that. Because that's our brain's job. If we ask a question, the, the brain will make up a story. Right. We just consciously stop. And if there is an answer, most likely will be a word, not more than a sentence. That comes from your higher self. Okay. If it comes with more than one single word or two words or a full paragraph, it is not your higher self. It is your ego. So then don't okay. listen to it. It's garbage. Okay. So then you say, next. <laughs> right? Okay. So learn how to use different tools at different times. Okay. And I guess at some point in the future, you will talk to us about ego and higher self and um, how we how we communicate with those things. And like you said, if it's the ego, it's going into this elaborate explanation and we should, that's not the cause. Yes. But once you have identified that thought that is causing you anxiety, then most likely you're hurt. Remember we we are helping you out and do the exercise. And you mentioned that the hurt was probably and the sadness is because you miss your family. Yes. Right. So that's why that's where it comes from. And then you say, okay, fine. And, and I've already given the tool, always breathe. So mm-hmm. when we are relating to physical sensations, one gigantic tool is belly breathing. Breathing, breathe, breathe. I know last week when I was having my anxiety and we got on here and we did that breathing at the beginning of the session that helped me so much. I mean, I'm not saying that my anxiety was completely gone, but for a little bit, it really helped to put my anxiety at bay just to stop and take deep breaths. Exactly. Every time we're afraid, we contract. Mm -hmm. We contract. We just don't breathe. We stop breathing. (gasps) Right. You freeze up and exactly. So once we contract, we don't breathe or don't breathe deep enough. Now people think that they right. know how to breathe. It's not come, come from their chest. It comes from the no. belly. Once yeah. when you take that deep breath, your belly protrudes out, right? Yes. So you breathe with your belly. You push that breath all the way up to your crown because a lot mm-hmm. of times we just only inhale all the way to our throat And then we Mm -hmm. exhale out through our mouth or something, right? No, Mm -hmm. push our breath all the way past our nose and eyes and out of our crown. That means the top of our head. Mm -hmm. I will say when I sometimes I'm having anxiety, I can't, I find it very difficult to take a deep breath, like a, you know, a belly breath. I feel like it's that shallow, like you just said, where it stops kind of in your throat or your chest and you can't. I, at least for me, I can't get a full breath in right. unless I kind of stop and think about it. Uh, so Emily, do you think you were having anxiety attack or it's just shallow breathing? No, I don't think it was an anxiety attack. In fact, I'm 99% sure it was not an anxiety attack. It's just more like I can't get a full deep breath. Mm. Um, I find it difficult. It's these kind of short, sharp breaths. Okay, maybe I could talk a little bit about the complications of shallow breathing. Remember I mentioned about the fight or flight and freeze system? Yes. So when that activates and your breathing speeds up, 
you mm-hmm. start shallow breathing throughout the day. Now, oh. this means those with anxiety are shallow breathing for minutes to hours on end. Yeah. And this creates another problem, sometimes yeah. hyperventilation. Right. So shallow breathing doesn't mean you need more oxygen. It actually means that you are over breathing. You are breathing out carbon dioxide too quickly before your body has a chance to make more. So oxygen fills your lungs right when you breathe, but carbon Mm -hmm. dioxide takes time to develop. And when your shallow breath, each expulsion of breath takes out more carbon dioxide than your body has created. So, right, it makes sense, right? As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, when we do the belly breathing, remember, I Mm -hmm. have that tool. Yes. Every time when we breathe, when we inhale, try to hold it for five seconds. So you count one, two, three, four, five, and then start to exhale. Now, when we know that we are fully empty, then start counting to seven. Because like I mentioned, exhale takes longer. And the longer you exhale will calm you. Try it out. Okay. So when I have, if I have one of those episodes again, I'm not, it's not an anxiety attack, but where I'm not able to fully catch my breath, I should stop and take a deep breath and hold it for five seconds and then slowly release it. Count to seven as I'm releasing it. I would do that uh, when you are calmer, when you are, you have regulated your breath. It all depends how shallow it is, right? I can't be there for you. Right. The immediate examination on your own is that say, okay, this is not an attack. I'm just having shallow breathing. And Mm -hmm. just remember that I am going to exhale longer. Okay. Start to regulate and try it out and see. In the beginning, if you are short of breath, maybe you just want to count to three when you inhale. Okay. Okay. Once you have calmed down, then yes, inhale, count to five, and then start to exhale. And then once you know you're empty, count to seven and then inhale again. Oh, okay. Try try it out and let me know. Okay. Okay. So listeners, please please do that as well. If you do this for too long, let's say hyperventilation, the problem Mm -hmm. is that hyperventilation makes your body feel like you are not getting enough oxygen. Essentially, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you need to take deeper breaths and take in as much air as possible. This makes Mm -hmm. all of the symptoms of hyperventilation worse, actually. So remember that. It should then come as no surprise that hyperventilation is what causes a host of other anxiety side effects, including chest pain, lightheadedness, weakness and tingling feelings, feeling faint, rapid heartbeat. So it's like your heart is palpitating, right? Mm -hmm. It can even cause dizziness, trouble concentrating, I already mentioned that, thinking Mm -hmm. and many other aches, pains, and strange sensations all over your body. Therefore, I already mentioned about our uh, physical sensations. So we have to pay attention to that. So in a way, shallow breathing causes almost all of most troubling symptoms of anxiety. Oh, okay. Makes sense now. Now, make sure you don't avoid and ask yourself, am I having 
anxiety right now, it's okay. I'm going to allow myself to feel that anxiety. I'm going to do what Dr. BB say and talk to my anxiety and see what the message is. Now, if there is no message, that is fine too. Don't judge okay. yourself. It will okay. come. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that is about the physical sensation. I think that's very helpful. Good. Well, okay, Emily, it seems that we are running out of time. So we only managed to talk about the two important uh, symptoms, like thoughts and also our body sensations. We are going to complete that next week, which I'm going to talk about our behaviors. That is, those are the important symptoms of how we behave. So I hope this has been helpful and useful to you and our listeners. And until next week, bye. Okay. Bye. find to be honest on iTunes and Spotify and also Dr. Barbara Kiel's website drbarbarakiao.com and it's www.drbarbarakiao.com